RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. That seems to be working. Okay, guys, sorry about this. I mean, this is what you get when you're... This is why I ask you to become a patron of Tara Buster and RDT Daily because who knows? Hopefully my dream, maybe dreams can come true. My dream would be to have a real studio with a real engineer, not just me fumbling around and sending an aggravated tweets to YouTube asking them to help. Because yesterday I said I spent all day running in circles with YouTube. That's it was a little see, here's the thing. If you're if you really want to get in touch with somebody, you have to tweet at them. They don't like tweets. That's what they'll respond to. I've asked for maybe a year now why Every time I start a live stream on, on YouTube, a tweet goes out that says, Tara Buster starts now. When I, I'm not connected to YouTube I mean, on Twitter, they, I've disconnected that. I don't know where this tweet is coming from. I've asked them, and there's been no response. So uh, it's kind of annoying to say, Tara Buster starts now, and then people come to see the show and it's not starting for 45 minutes so this is what we're dealing with all right whatever i guess it could be worse i mean it gets on my nerves though when i think about like all these right-wing hacks that have the funding and the resources to put on a professional show i do the best i can when you're thinking of uh, diamond and silk they got, don't worry, they're not sitting around fumbling for uh, answers on YouTube. They're, they have people to do that. I don't know why. This is why this country is in the state it's in. Because liberals, normal people, those who are, who are capable of functioning in democracy, the ones, the people who are fighting for the grand experiment in liberal democracy that so many fought, bled, and died to entrust to us, those people who are standing up to the oligarchs who own media and the political, the political establishment, they completely own Washington, the, the people like me are forced to just kind of play it by ear and hope, hope for the best. Hope that every time we log in to do the show, it's not, YouTube didn't change something because there's nothing you can do. And then you don't have a show and then the people are annoyed. So that's why I ask you to become a patron. And if you become a patron of this show, you're not only a patron of Tarabuster, you're a patron of RDT Daily and the independent liberal media, basically. The, The writers who produce independent content the, uh, that, that we need to compete and to have a chance to, in the United States of serfs and lords. Have a chance to get this thing back. If we've ever, I mean, everything that we can read in our founding documents, those high aspirational promises in there, it's always been aspirational and not actualized. We're, tr- we're trying to actualize these, the dreams of the founders. But 
We are up against the same thing that all working class people have been up against for time immemorial, which is the power of concentrated wealth. So that's why concentrated wealth, they'll, they'll put a, a diamond in silk regardless of if they suck. They have no, there's nothing. Um, I mean, that's what I was talking about yesterday when we, I did the, a, a weekday show, but I just came back from that Minds event. And I was thinking about the conservative commentators that I was on the panel with. One and a couple, I mean, they were nice, whatever. One in particular, I was thinking, I mean, there's, what, what does this person really bring to the table? Except that she's a young person, a millennial, and is Asian. But all she does is spew the party line. There's nothing, she's not an educated person. Do you know what I mean? It's not like she has a degree in political science. Oh, maybe she does. I don't know. I'm just speaking of what I gathered. But, or a something like history. It just seems like they just spew the same shit that's on Rush Limbaugh. And over and over. And that's what they do. That's what, uh, and we discussed yesterday briefly, Jonathan Crone, who was a, a keynote speaker at CPAC when he was a child. They put him up there like he was some kind of wonderkind, but he was nothing but a parrot who listened to right-wing radio because his father put it on the car whenever they were traveling or whatever. And he, they, they, taught, they thought he was some kind of genius, but that's what we're dealing with. And all he did was, he said he didn't know what the hell he was saying. He was just repeating what he heard on Rush Limbaugh. So they just assume, okay, here, give this kid a book deal. Give this kid a, a tour. I mean, that, what the hell? This is what we're up against. But meanwhile, liberals, and I, when I get together with my other liberal pundit, whatever, friends, the people who do this, we all have the same struggles, in a sense, of trying to get, get, build our platforms to get help. The liberal media, the, the establishment liberals, they believe me, they do not help the, those like myself or um, Bob Kincaid or Mike Malloy, the, independent, the real independent liberal media. They're not, it's not like Fox News. Fox News puts a, any liberal commentator on as we know, uh, from the lowest blogger to the highest. But that's how they give them, they give them a platform and then they get audience that way. So they're not out there begging. They're getting, they're actually getting funded by, but anyway, whatever. This, it's just this, it's a symptom, honestly. It's a symptom. It's not just me griping about it. I'm griping because this is reality. This is what we're up. I truly believe that what the we do, what the liberal media does, the independent liberal media, we are the the heirs of the pamphleteers that made the American Revolution possible. This is the updated version of that, what, where we can gather and speak the truth to power. This is where we're truly fighting for uh, the American way. So, if you believe in that. And I know you do. That's why you're here. So thank you for your support. We do have some patrons, but we need a lot more if we want to do the show every single day. And we also need to get some professional engineers in here so we don't have to put up with this shit. 
every time we do a show. I'm not fumbling around and saying, like, what the hell is going on? And then the guest calls in and we don't we can't hear them. And, you know, it's like because the other thing is once I said everything, I think, okay, it's done. Then Facebook updates something or YouTube updates something. And everything is you're back to square one. So believe me, don't I'm not I'm not out here like fumbling around saying, oh, let me fuck this up again. Once I once it's set, it's like, okay. Don't even move. Don't make a move. It's set. But then they come in and they screw shit up. So, all right, well, let's get into the show. Besides, like I was saying, please become a patron. You can buy some merchandise, like the, sh- the shirt I'm wearing that says Resist with Francis Jr. Jr. And you can get a Resist mug. That's some coffee on there. Coffee not included. So... Maybe, I know, I would love to join Free Speech TV. I would, how do you do that, right? Give me a platform, somebody. Randy Rhodes has an audience, like a large one. So, I don't have really that to offer them. But the problem is, because, uh, this is, I'm just, if those who aren't aware, I'm reading the YouTube chat right now. So Ed the First says, maybe you can join Free Speech TV like Randy Rhodes did. Randy Rhodes, um, I'm not sure the whole story behind how she did that. But anyway, I would love to join Free Speech. I would love to hear from them and say, hey, I don't care. Put me on at 3 a.m. for F sakes. You know what I mean? That would help. Anything helps. But I got to tell you, I told you recently, guys, that I did reach out to a a very well-known liberal talk show to ask a favor that they put my my little link to my little show on their little network, links of networks of podcasts, and I was denied, okay? So this is what we're talking about. Not like they meet you half, and I and I think you don't have to be a Nancy Drew to figure out who I'm talking about. But this person is not that liberal, and it's not just because they denied me, which didn't help. But I know for a fact that it's kind of not really. They're not very liberal as they claim to be. I don't know why they're not just doing conservative talk shows, but that irritated me, because honestly, when people call me. I'm not, you know, I'm no big shot or anything, as we know. But if somebody calls me and says, hey, can I come on your show? I want to promote this or can I, whatever, I have a show coming up. I have a comedy gig coming up I want to promote. I have uh, a podcast I'm launching. I say yes. Because we stick together, we win. I truly believe that. But I guess what I get irritated when I come across people who don't believe it and then what happens is that I get disappointed because I but I expect more from liberals so-called liberals I think oh we're in this together but I don't whatever who cares the only thing you can do is keep doing it and like I say I always say in general that you do it anyway in spite of in spite of the feelings, in spite of negativity you might feel or feeling like it's pointless. Sometimes this is what happens in my head. I, but I think you do it anyway. 
you get up anyway, you sit down anyway, you do a show anyway, regardless of how you feel. You can't talk yourself out of it. And that's how I, when I think about it in life in general, that's how I got clean. You know, I'm in recovery and I talk about that. I always say I got clean anyway, in spite of my feelings, in spite of my fears, how I, the thoughts of what, what was the point. I did it anyway. And in spite of not knowing how to live a sober life, I didn't, you know, I, I didn't know how to do that. That had to be, that was very scary. So I had to be, I had to do it anyway. You know what I mean? And then that becomes, it, it grows from there. And that's the way the show is, is we started the show. I had a little um, thing on Progressive Voices, the little tirades I did. And that was, honestly, that was because of Mike Malloy, frankly. So now Mike Malloy is somebody who, puts his money where his mouth is. He's for real. He's a real liberal and a real decent human being. So he was the person that, because he knew John Sinton and Reed Haggard, who started Progressive Voices, who also started the uh, Air America Radio back in the day, which was destroyed by conservatives. That's a whole other story. But they put me on Progressive Voices because Mike told them to. So that's what happened. You know, everybody has, uh, we're, we, no one is, gets through life alone. You know what I mean? We, we, we stick together. We win. That is the truth. We help each other. You have to. No one in this world has, has gotten to where they are on their own, period. We all are in this together. So... And then I was telling you, I mean, there's so many stories, my God, uh, about, like, for instance, like now, uh, I think I told you the story before, though, uh, uh, Roseanne Barr, I think she's calling herself Roseanne Barr again, but she is a right-wing Trump NZ. She went over, she went nuts. But she is famous for giving unknown comedians a, uh, uh, a shot in, in fact, I know that she gave Bill Maher a break. She put him on some show that he, and just because she liked him. She liked his material, his, his act. Same thing with my friend Sherry Sutton, who I used to do the It Sucks to Be Right little uh, two-minute things for Progressive Voices. Oh, it was six minutes on Progressive Voices. She saw Sherry's set on YouTube, liked it, and put her on a show in New York and had Sherry open for her in New York and then put her on her radio show. I mean, this was before Trump, so we didn't know she was nuts, but it didn't matter. It's just that goes to show you. You know what I mean? Like, see, this is somebody that doesn't forget where they came from and is appreciative enough to pay it forward or pay it, or reach back and pull somebody up. So, oh. But then we have other people who don't do that. And then, whatever. Why am I surprised? I could tell you stories. Maybe one day we'll meet off the air. And I'll tell you stories that will, you'll be like, oh, that sucks, man. Because sometimes you, because honestly, I forget that, uh, you know, people are sometimes just putting on a show. You know what I mean? I'm not, I, I can't do this without really believing in my heart what we're talking about 
So I don't know why people would just become a liberal talk show host. Just be a conservative talk show host. There's, more, there's much more money in conservatism, as we know. They would fund you if you, you should just be a conservative, for fuck's sake. Like, for instance, here's a story, and I think I've told you guys before, when Mike Malloy told me this story, that, well, he said, Sean Hannity is the stupidest person he ever met, whatever, and that he's very stupid. I mean, and it's almost, it goes along with what we're talking about, with, for instance, Jonathan Crone, just repeating what he's hearing on, on, on Rush Limbaugh. It's, that's what Sean Hannity does. They, 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 they don't have any original ideas. They're, they're reading from talking points from their oligarch masters. And so Mike said that there was some kind of party. This was back in Atlanta. I mean, Mike still lives in Atlanta, but, they, but um, Hannity had a show in Atlanta. He had a radio show. And so they ran around in similar circles. So there was some party, some uh, Christmas party or something. And Hannity said to Mike, oh, you're still doing that liberal talk? The money's in conservatism. So there you go. So, so there you, there, that's who they are. They, don't, they would sell out their own mothers if it meant that they, they would get money and power. That's Hannity. He, he's not smart enough to have an ideology. You know what I mean? It was dictated to him. This, this is an ideology of convenience for him. It's the one that opened doors for him and gave him the money and power that he would never get if this were a functioning democratic republic. We would never put uh, such adult as Hannity and elevates him to become some kind of advisor to the effing president? I mean, Hannity calls Trump up in the friggin' White House. This is a stupid person. It's like the stupid leading the moronic. Forget the blind leading the blind. It's the circle jerk of idiocy. The, and they're not, these aren't interesting people. They're just greedy and sociopathic they're, and selfish. So they, and they don't give a shit. These people, there's so much to do in the world. There's so many ways to spend your limited lifespan. And they chose to spend it sucking up to power. You know what I mean? Go fucking feed the homeless people. Go to the goddamn, do something productive. You know what I mean? Plant a tree or something. Not them. That, that's, that's why they're unfit to lead. And, you know, when you look in history, like, like FDR had his brain trust, they weren't just rich people who figured out scams how to separate people from their money. These were people that had, um, you know, they knew things. They were smart people. They were intellectuals, philosophers, normal people that weren't just out for a buck. But look who Trump surrounds himself with. The, those who come up with a scam. If, long, if you come up with a scam to, to, and it doesn't matter. I mean, look at his, his, uh, uh, his affiliation or his affinity, what is it? I don't know, affinity for, for, uh, for dictators. It doesn't matter. As long as you have power, he doesn't care how you got it. 
He has no respect for democratic leaders when in reality it's the democratic leaders or the leaders in democratic countries that are the strong they these are the courageous human beings and this and though it takes courage and maturity and and strength to function in a democracy and lead a democratic nation so Let's see, wait, Betsy, I'm just looking up Betsy DeVos, uh, something about her schools, uh, for, because she just did something about with the, with schools, she made it easier for for-profit schools to rip people off. So, so, let me see, for-profit, um, you, now you can't sue, so Betsy DeVos made and this is what they do when they get power they make it harder for the normal human beings and the democratic process to do anything about challenging their power so apparently betsy devos just did something to to make it uh easier wait what is this this is from april though so to rip, okay, so you can't sue. Now it's, it's apparently, I, I'm sorry I even brought it up because I didn't have the article ready, but um, Betsy DeVos made it harder for average people to get their money back from these ripoff schools. So now they have to prove that the ripoff school, like a Trump university, was, in, was made to intentionally rip them off. So you, because that's how much money, you know, like those who are going to these fly-by-night schools, they're not, you, you, they, these are low-income schools. These are schools that take advantage of, for, it, for example, if you're in the military, you get uh, a, uh, one of your benefits would be you get to go to school. So you get a certain amount of money. And, and we know that many of these fly-by-night fly schools were actively taking advantage of service members and their GI Bill benefits. So you're not, you know, uh, when it came down to it, the, it's their, they were, these schools were incorporated specifically not to educate people but to separate people from their money, like Trump University. And Betsy DeVos just made it, harder for Americans to find recourse for that, for being robbed. Okay. For being taken advantage of. That's what, these are snake oil salesmen. The same thing. What is the fucking difference? They accept it's a different time. They're not riding around the back of a carriage saying, uh, this will cure all your ills, but there's no regulation. And if you buy it, oh, well, buyer beware. So, you know, don't take the whole bottle because you'll be dead of an OD of laudanum. But that's, hey, it's a free market, baby. And this is what they're, this is what the Republicans are doing. That's how smart they are, right? These titans of industry. They can't make a buck unless they can screw you, unless they can get away with actively ripping you off. The, the, how vile are these, these assholes, these Republicans? And, of course, they're all these holy rollers. They all love Jesus, right? They're all about Jesus. But I always think, wait till Jesus gets a hold of you, Betsy DeVos. Really. 
what, how are you going to explain that one to Jesus? That you're, when you had the power, that you used it to ensure that the underdog couldn't, get re, couldn't find any justice for being robbed. But that's what, what is, I mean, how did Betsy DeVos make her money? It was fucking Amway, right? That's another scam. Disgusting people. But they, this is what, they surround themselves with the most vile human beings. How, how is that normal? That we allow a political party who received fewer votes to run rampant over a decent society and turn it into, and, and drag it down to their level. All these horrible people, the Betsy DeVosses of the world, the... Stephen Millers, the S- Sebastian Gorka, vile, vile people, Donald Trump, Donald Trump Jr., Mitch McConnell, horrible human beings, just horrible, wastes of human DNA, disgusting people that they, you know, my mother always said, no people by their friends. You don't have to you know them by the company they keep. Show you want me to know? You know, sh- you don't even have to meet the person. Show me who they spend their time with. Oh God, these people! And how are they in charge? That's the other thing. They are. Uh, how are they in charge? Because we continue to allow those who rig and gerrymander and receive fewer votes to entrench power and act as if they have a fucking mandate. That's the other thing. They don't even have the humility that is required to function in a democracy. It takes humility as well, because uh, be- humility takes maturity, though. You got to be a, an emotionally mature adult to not be a hair-triggered little snowflake when somebody uh, you know, might look at you sideways. But that's not Republicans. You have to have the humility of being able to compromise. You know, and I'm not talking about right now. We don't compromise. I'm not compromising with snakes, with Republicans. This is the other thing. When we talk about Joe Biden, uh, he's, first of all, okay, here we go again. The, the uh, all-day commercial that's on MSNBC, that is the Joe Biden camp. I mean, it's really a, a nonstop Joe Biden commercial. It's really so annoying. But... And they're talking about the other day. I was trying to find the clip, but I couldn't find it because they were saying how, first of all, in all of the polls, it's Bernie is second. So Joe Biden beats Trump by 39, whatever it was. Let's just, I'm just pulling this number out, for example. But it was like 39 points or whatever. And then it was Bernie was 38 points. I think it was percent. I don't even remember. But you know what I'm trying to say. So it was like one little percent lower and then it was elizabeth warren and that was one percent lower and so all but either it doesn't matter all of them beat every democratic candidate beat trump joe biden just had a little bit of an edge and it wasn't that much and all of the panel on msnbc were saying oh well we are we have to get rid of twitler and it's it's imperative the only way we can lose this is is if the Democrats are stupid enough to nominate someone who basically isn't Joe Biden, is what they were saying. So, 
that uh, if stupid enough to say we're going to get rid of your Obamacare and we are going to scrap it and start over as if like that. Okay, what part of Medicare for all is scrapping something and starting over? It's a, it's just expanding everything. But what you know what I'm saying? This is where we're at. I believe the only way we're going to lose is if we elect somebody who has absolutely no vision, whose whose vision is, "Hey, I can work across the aisle with these mother effers who re- rammed a Supreme, how many Supreme Court justices onto the Supreme Court who rammed this Kavanaugh asshole and Neil Gorsuch and onto the Supreme Court before there was a Trump, right? So before there was a Trump, there was a Mitch McConnell and a Republican Party who behaved like the, the fascist ghouls that they are. It took Trump to make them say the quiet part out loud. That's all. That's it. So I'm going to reach across the aisle and work with these fascists without even recognizing that it is not the problem. Trump is not the problem. He is the symptom of the problem. It's all, the entire Republican Party is the problem. And they didn't get here overnight. We've been dealing with this for how many years? From Bush lying us into illegal wars. I mean, Reagan uh, negotiating behind our backs, behind the back of the sitting president. To, uh, to keep hostages, American hostages, so it, because it was good for his campaign, I mean, on and on and on. And then uh, Bush, who uh, squatting in the White House despite receiving fewer votes and then sending us, sending Americans to die to their old, to their uh, cold early graves because uh, daddy couldn't defeat Saddam or something like that, using a terrorist attack to send our troops to die for a lie because of corporate aggression because they need to get that, that their hands on that fucking oil, right? So, you know, um, it didn't start with Trump. And, on, and, and uh, for the uh, Defense of Marriage Act and all the, the how many times is kicking down on the underdog and those who are having, oh, God damn, let, let's just have a seat at the table once and for all, finally. But, you know, Republicans, that's scary. They can't have true democracy. I mean, not that we are, we're not a true democracy. I know that Republicans get triggered when you say democracy. We're a republic. We're a republic. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's they're, they're the same. They say the same things all the time. Small government, low taxes. It doesn't matter what, what the problem is, throw a tax cut at it. They always say they call us tax and spend liberals. Yeah, and um, it's, that's a one way to denigrate the, actually cultivating effective policies. Like, for instance... When I was at this Minds event over the weekend that where there were a lot of real off-the-wall right-wingers, so most of the people were, right, were on the right. I was talking to some people backstage or whatever, and this, this young person I was talking to, she was a very nice person, but obviously she was very misinformed about reality in a lot of ways. And because she was saying that one guy there was a veteran... And he was trying to deal with the Veterans Administration, and it, it took him a long time to get in. 
and he and that's why you know they take one argument argument by anecdote you know what i mean that's the weakest form of argument but this is what they got so they got one guy who said i didn't like the, that i had to wait to get into the va the, that's a problem but the the problem is that the republicans have been systematically sabotaging anything that has to do with the va and has to do with anything that government does so when you don't fund something you it, it shrivels and dies and they did they're doing the same thing right now with the social security administration as they've i mean as we know republicans hate social security they always have so wait security i'm just looking it up hold on social security and because what they want to happen is that when you call up the social security administration instead of getting a person you'll get uh, a busy signal or you'll be put on hold there will not be enough people to service the 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 social security administration so you'll it's you'll have a bad feeling about it when it'll be oh the government doesn't work and it's just not true anything it'll work if you put your attention to it Human beings are human beings. Things are, we know what works and what doesn't work. And it's not, it's just because something is government doesn't make it bad. But that's what's so fucked up about Republicans. They're like cult members oh, that they think that there's nothing that a deep, uh, that privatizing or a tax cut won't fix. And that's just not the case. So they're, um, let me see, what's this? article here republicans are pushing myths about social security to to justify their demands for benefit cuts and this is from that socialist rag forbes so by nancy altman republican politicians want to cut social security they never say so out loud but their 2016 platform reveals the truth in the section labeled saving social security i mean isn't that typical right it's saving Social Security. The American Jobs Act, the Clean Airs Act, when you're choking on carbon, whatever, monoxide, um, it proclaims, as Republicans, we oppose tax increases. Well, there you go, because you're a fucking member of a cult. They don't oppose it when they're adding, I mean, they also supposedly oppose deficits and debt and all that shit as they're adding trillions to the deficit to funnel more money into the hands of oligarchs so they can justify coming for our social safety net for social security that keeps the American people off of you know, uh, the bread lines, but okay. Since social security cannot deficit spend and is projecting a shortfall in 2035, if Congress doesn't act, that only leaves benefit cuts. Let me see. Representative John Larson of the chairman of the house of representatives subcommittee on social security is trying to force his Republican colleagues into, into the open. Larson is the sponsor of the social security 20, uh, 2100 Act, which increases Social Security's modest benefits. Additionally, it raises enough revenue to ensure that all benefits can be paid in full over time through the year 2100 and, beho- and beyond. 90% of Democrats in the House of Representatives are co-sponsors, but not a single Republican. Given their refusal to back the bill, 
uh, Larson has urged Republicans to offer an alternative to no avail. So, okay, let's just get to the bottom at the end. In 1931, years before signing the Social Security Act of 1935 into law, then-Governor of New York, Franklin D. Roosevelt, described his policy, his uh, preference for wage insurance that provides when wages are gone, not merely a roof over head and enough food to keep body and soul together, but enough to enough income to maintain life during the balance of their days in accordance with the American standard of living. In response, conservatives then and now have tried to convert Social Security into what the Heritage Foundation advocates in its piece attacking the 2100 Act, um, the 1936 Republican Party platform, for example, claim that Democrats wait purporting, wait, sorry, while purporting to provide Social Security have in fact endangered it. Like, this is what they, they constantly position themselves as the champions of the very things they're trying to dismantle and destroy. If it weren't for Democrats or normal people in general, we wouldn't have Social Security to begin with. There would be no Medicare. There'd be no Social Security. We would have no unemployment insurance. We would have no eight-hour workday. There would be no worker protections for anything. There would be no workers' comp. There would be no paid leave. There'd be, there'd be no days off. Believe me, in the first Gilded Age, the, you know Andrew Carnegie, everybody knows uh, the, how Carnegie was such a philanthropist who gave his money away. Well, he he made his money by making his workers work uh, 16-hour days, seven days a week. So they had no time for anything else but work and then collapsing and returning back to work where those who worked in his factories in very dangerous steel mills, it was a rarity for them to make it to age 50. So... They, uh, here's somebody who we're supposed to, I guess, uh, look up to as some kind of, you know, he's a titan of industry. But the fact is, did he, couldn't he have made a fortune by treating his workers with a little bit more dignity and humanity? And the, uh, I mean, this is why we had a labor movement. And the further we get away from uh, that kind of mentality of understanding what we're up against, you know, because these people, like this young person I was talking to at the Minds event, because she was saying like, oh, this is why, as far as the VA is concerned, this is why I don't like, I don't want, um, what what do you, not however she put it, she was talking about universal health care. This is why I don't want Medicare for all, because I fear we'll all have an experience bullshit uh, waiting for a doctor like first of all we we wait anyway and if you're rich you everybody uh, if you're rich you get what you want anyway it's all it's a matter of how do, how how we leave people behind is that okay to leave people behind oh you don't want to wait for a doctor but it's okay that millions of americans have no health care and millions go bankrupt because of uniquely american medical bankruptcies and we have the most expensive health care in the world that with the worst outcomes that leaves millions out you know what i mean it's such a selfish mindset that they have and all based on some anecdote that somebody 
had uh, a time waiting at the VA. Well, then why are you voting Republican? Vote for a party that believes in government, that believes that when you fund without a VA, I mean, honestly, uh, the VA is uh, next to Medicare is one of the is the second most popular medical system in the United States. And in fact, it might be first. It was it's Medicare and the and the Veterans Administration. Of all the veterans, no one is they're not um, they're against privatization of the VA. And no one's saying that um, you know let's do away with the VA because there are problems. And so. Some because some places have problems, you fix those problems. You don't destroy the whole goddamn program. Oh, God in heaven. I wish there were a God in heaven. You know what I mean? Wouldn't that be great? And then they can come and, you know, give us a rapture these mother effers right out of here. Okay. Anyway, all right, let me see. I just somebody just called me. That's why I'm a, I just was looking at their what they were saying on the and, it, and I got distracted. I apologize. I'm no, I'm looking at the time. So, what time do we start the show at four, right? And it is going out, which is good. Well, we do have something, and I want to thank guys. I see your super chats. That's great. Thank you, Patricia and George. It's It means a lot when I'm doing the show and I see the Super Chat come in. That means, you know, we're connecting. Who the fuck gave me a thumbs down? <laughs> Where is he? Get him out of here. Is there any, are there trolls on the Twitter feed? I mean, on the YouTube feed? I'm only kidding. Whatever. Thumbs down? What are you thumbing down in me, man? I want to see you. You do a show. You know what I mean? What is it that you don't like? Is it you don't like my t-shirt? You don't like my little cat scratcher in the background? What the hell is it? <laughs> Thumbs down. Believe me, I I would love to give a thumbs down. I I, I want to know why though. What's the thumbs down about? Is it because you can't accept that you're a dupe of a con man, or and an entire party that has you by the uh, tickled, the very easily triggered funny bone of uh, us against them? That's the oldest trick in the book. That's why Republicans are annoying. You know what I mean? They fall for the oldest tricks in the book. Racism. Divide and conquer. I'm just looking at the time. I know it's a little early. I was going to take a break because this, this person who called me was like, call me back. So I'm probably, I'm going to take a little break. We'll, we'll probably go to six o'clock. So, but it is not quite time for a break but I am going to take a little eight minute break so I can call this person back and not uh, think about what you know what I'm saying guys so let's uh, let's do this let's do the we're going to do the labor history in two uh, or well not in this order green news report labor history in two and then we will meet back here in about eight minutes 
Alright, my name is Tara Devil, and this is Tara Buster. I'll see you in eight minutes. Now, the top of the hour on the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn presents the Green News Report. Hectare after hectare of pristine forest just going up in smoke. International pressure and protests grow over record fires in Brazil's Amazon rainforest. Democratic National Committee shoots down climate-focused presidential debate. Keystone XL Pipeline clears another hurdle in Nebraska. Plus... President Trump denies a report that he wanted to stop hurricanes with nuclear weapons. The president of the United States floated nuking hurricanes. But he says he didn't? Yeah. Then he definitely did. All of those stories and more straight ahead. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. David Koch of the zillionaire Koch brothers died. He was 79, but his family says they wish it could be longer, but at least he lived long enough to see the Amazon catch fire. <laughs> this is your Green News Report. Mourners are being asked in lieu of flowers to just leave their car engine running. Okay, Desi Doyen, this crisis in the Amazon rainforest is getting worse and worse by the day, by the hour, but before we get there... First big storm of the hurricane season? Well, it could be. As we go to air, Tropical Storm Dorian has formed in the Atlantic, and residents of Puerto Rico, who are still trying to recover two years after Hurricane Maria, are stocking up on supplies, while the President of the United States has reportedly floated the idea of nuking hurricanes. Axios reports that Donald Trump repeatedly asked senior national security officials about bombing hurricanes with nuclear weapons to stop them from hitting the United States. States. Now, first, that will not work. Okay. And second, yes, it would spread radioactive fallout to land areas around the world. Yeah, but if that land area is Puerto Rico, that may not be a problem for Donald Trump. Good point. NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, even has set up an explanatory website that says, quote, needless to say, this is not a good idea. Well, apparently, there is a reason that they need to say it. Meanwhile, in Brazil... Large protests have erupted in large cities across Brazil and outside Brazilian embassies around the world, with demonstrators demanding Brazil's right-wing president, Jair Bolsonaro, do more to fight the record number of fires now decimating the Brazilian Amazon, the world's largest tropical rainforest. Most of the fires are being set by illegal loggers, farmers, and ranchers clearing land in response to Bolsonaro's policies to open up the Amazon for development. International outcry has succeeded in pressuring Bolsonaro to deploy military troops and two firefighting aircraft. At the same time, at the weekend meeting in France of the G7, the world's seven largest economies, G7 leaders agreed to donate $22 million to fight the record fires, which was dismissed by critics as paltry. Leonardo DiCaprio's foundation has also pledged $5 million. The G7 leaders also agreed to assist in funding a medium-term reforestation plan. French President Emmanuel Macron warned that destruction of the Amazon is a global issue because it absorbs a chunk of humanity's carbon emissions, but also because of its influential role in driving global 
rainfall patterns. Brazil's Bolsonaro criticized that assistance as an attack on his country's sovereignty. So let me get this straight. The seven richest countries in the world could only come up with about $22 million, and Leo DiCaprio came up with $5 million all by himself? Yes. That is pathetic, isn't it? And on a side note, at the G7 summit, President Trump skipped the meetings on climate change, biodiversity, and oceans. Yeah, said he was busy with a meeting that ran long with Germany and India, and yet somehow the leaders of Germany and India were able to make that climate change meeting. Go figure. In Nebraska, a major victory for the company behind the controversial Keystone XL pipeline, the Nebraska State Supreme Court has given the go-ahead to an alternate route for the Keystone XL. Environmental activists, Native American tribes, and local landowners have sued to stop its construction due to the threat of an oil spill contaminating their lands and water supplies. I can't believe we are still fighting about the Keystone XL pipeline. Well, TC Energy, the new name for the old pipeline owner, TransCanada, has not yet announced whether it will still move forward with that project. Bold Nebraska, a group opposing the pipeline, is asking 2020 Democratic presidential candidates to sign a pledge that they will shut it down if elected. Finally, the Democratic National Committee has voted down an initiative to hold a presidential debate singularly focused on climate change. That's a victory for party leadership and a defeat for environmental activists, demanding that the party do more to inform the public on candidates' comprehensive proposals to solve the climate crisis. And a defeat for the world. However, the DNC did approve a measure that will allow candidates to participate in non-DNC-sponsored climate debates. So for this generational challenge that will involve mobilizing the entire United States, two climate forums are scheduled for September 4 on CNN and September 20 on MSNBC. So there's that. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. I'm Rick Smith, and this is Labor History in Two. On this day in labor history, the year was 1882. That was the day the first Labor Day parade took place in New York City. But whose idea was it? According to the late Jonathan Grossman, former historian at the Department of Labor, the first Labor Day occurred during a general uptick in working class organizing, strike activity, and militancy that year. Peter McGuire, Carpenter's Union General Secretary, is often credited as the father of Labor Day. But others assert that Knights of Labor machinist and New York City's Central Labor Union leader, Matthew McGuire, was the force behind the holiday. The machinist McGuire had been active in the eight-hour movement and later as a Socialist Labor Party politician. By the end of the decade, 400 cities nationwide celebrated the first Monday of September as, quote, a general holiday for the working man. It was already an official holiday in most states when the labor movement started campaigning for a day of recognition at the federal level. Labor militants contend that by 1894, the holiday was promoted for its respectability against the more radical May Day. Another unanswered question remains regarding President Cleveland's motives for signing the federal legislation. The widely accepted view is that Cleveland hoped to win back labor's vote after federal troops crushed the 1894 Pullman strike in early August. But the president signed the legislation much earlier on June 28th. The nationwide boycott against Pullman cars, called by Eugene V. Debs and the American Railway Union, had just begun two days earlier. Did he hope to deflate the boycott? What do you think? For many in the Chicago labor movement, the fact that both Labor Day and May Day are linked to the city's history is a source of pride. 
Labor History in Two brought to you by the Illinois Labor History Society and the Rick Smith Show. For more information, go to laborhistoryin2.com. guys welcome back thank you for hanging out we usually meet every saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m that's the that's the regular time at the rdt daily facebook and youtube channels and then we are rebroadcast starting sunday at 6 p.m on progressive voices or anytime on the progressive voices app so please give the show a review on itunes like the show share the show follow the show become a su- subscriber God damn it. Why does... What's her face? Why do Diamond and Silk have so many subscribers? I'm going to guilt everybody into it until we finally get there. Why does Diamond and Silk... Why does any of these mother effers have a giant audience? Some of them are fake, though. Here's the other thing. Now, Republicans, we they are... They're not, uh, you know, they're very crafty in a way because they understand that everything is about image. And they, and we know for a fact that initially, actually was, uh, what's his name, Newt Gingrich, he used to boast that he had a, a million Twitter followers. This was when, the, when Twitter was new, right? So let me see, Gingrich, fake followers. And it ended up that... Uh, that, that he was buying followers, fake followers. So you can do that. And there's a way you can tell that, if, that, a follow, that followers are fake. There are different apps now that you can run somebody's Twitter handle through and see that they're fake. In fact, Donald Trump has a lot of fake followers, and we've done this before. He is, uh, he's, I guess he's triggered. He's very sensitive to the fact that Barack Obama has around 90 million followers or something like that. And they're mostly real. So Twitter buys Twitter followers. So when it, when they're saying that he has 55 million, I'm not saying he doesn't have a lot of followers, but many of them are fake. And a lot of them, oh, and this is the other thing, actually, recently he said that he was, he was all upset. He woke up one day and the all of his followers, he lost many, many followers. I don't know how many what it was, but what, what that was is that Twitter went in and and did an audit and uh, got rid of a lot of the of the bots and you know swept Twitter of their Chinese and Russian bots. Wait, there's something on this, and uh, he was upset, you know, because it's about appearance. It doesn't matter if they're real or not. It's all about what it looks like. So if you go on Twitter's feed, I mean on Twitter's feed. Twitter feed and you go into his followers, I bet you I can find many fake followers. And I'm looking at them right now. And you could tell there's uh, of the half a dozen or dozen followers on the page that I'm seeing, more than half of them are fake. And how can you tell? You click on them and they are, they, they're new accounts. I wonder if I can show you this. I think I can if I show you my screen. Here we go. This is the computer I'm looking at. You see, there's the time. I keep track of the time. This is the articles I have open. 
And if you, let me see if I can zoom in a little. You see, look, right here at the top, D. Ali followers joined September 2019, two followers. These are, these are fake accounts. I bet you this guy's fake too. Well, who knows? We could run it through Bot Sentinel. Bot Sentinel. Let's see. If the, oh well, right here actually, I have it installed. If I click this, let's see if it's fake. Well, too many. Not there. Uh, not as uh, this was doesn't look like a like a bot. Some of them look very. Some bots look very authentic. So every time you go on Twitter's feed, Twitler's feed, I mean, like here, here we go, September 2019. These are all twi on Twitter's account. Twitler's account. I'm sorry, I keep saying that wrong. Fake accounts. They, they, usually they don't have an avatar, but some of them are getting more sophisticated. So if you go on Bot Sentinel, or in general, let's just say you look at Twit. Twitler's feed. Yeah. So he just retweeted this shit. This asshole just retweeted this. Now, usually you'll get close to the beginning there'll be a usually there's I mean, maybe not here now. Thank you, sir. Oh, this is oh, here we go. Is this a person? Oh, Rep. Steve Smith. Is that a real person? Because like a lot of times at the top there'll be, it'll be one of these fake accounts saying how uh, how wonderful you are, and thank God you're president. And and if you run it through Bot Sentinel or look it up, they you'll see that he's that it's fake. Anyway, there you go. Now you can look at my screen. Sometimes that's a that's a good a good little thing that will come in handy. So anyway, <laughs> thank you, Hi-Fi guy. He writes, okay, you've guilted me. I'm giving $5, five bucks a month. <laughs> now you could take that world cruise. I, it helps. I don't know. If we, we need about, how many more of you? 5,000 more of you? I have, I have a hair on my, somewhere is tickling me on, from the microphone. It's kind of annoying. So, um, yes. Um, five, how many, yeah, if we had, we need about a thousand more of you. I don't think that's a unrealistic ask either. Eventually we will get there. I believe that. As long as as long as I continue to do the show consistently and we continue to build audience as we are, as you know, as when I I could see the numbers. And um we will get there eventually. We will. And then I'm trying to think as Patrons. Now, for the patrons, there. what should we do for patrons? There should be more special things going on for patrons. Maybe we'll do a patron-only show soon enough. I mean, as soon as I get enough patrons, maybe 50 at least, we'll do a patron-only event on, on the... I mean, maybe it'll be... I don't know. We have to think about it. You guys can email me or tweet tweet at me and ask and with a suggestion what you would like what would be a cool patron only thing special thing i got and also i should look at other what other people are doing for their patrons 
Because I, I can do it without you. All right. So let's get back to work here, guys. Um, well, before I begin, I guess let me thank the patrons while I'm, while we're on, uh, the patrons, while we're speaking of patrons, I want to really thank every patron. I'm trying to find it now. Where is, where, I'm trying to find the list. Sorry. I want to thank Anthony, Cynthia, Damsky Cat. I love your name, by the way. I hope I'm saying it right. Anything that has cats in it, that's pretty. That's uh, you're you're speaking my language. I love I love all animals. I used to be I don't know. People would say, are you a dog person or a cat person? I don't know. I'm a depressed person with cats. That's how I look at it. No, I'm only kidding. That's part of that's a little joke I do in my act. But um, yeah, cats are. I have cats because it's they're easier. They're just easier. I love dogs. I love all animals. I would have, if we had a million dollars, I would do the show every day. Look, here comes my cat. Uh, he thinks, it's like, come on, man. I was just speaking about you. <laughs> and he comes over. I didn't even say his name. But if I had a, 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 my, a fortune, if my father wasn't a garbage man and my mother wasn't a nun, I would open up a some kind of rescue some animal rescue and we would do the show every day wouldn't that be great so all right daniel s deborah w Dwayne g gal p george l hi-fi guy haiku james s jane c jim a joan z joey b john j john oh wait kathleen KDO, K, Mark F, Martin S, Michael D, Michael LB, Michael LD, Paradu, we know you, Paul M, B, Peter R, Randall S, B, and Sam S, Susan S, Teresa S, and Tony S. Thank you so much for keeping this thing going. It means a lot. Uh, I can't tell you. I don't know what I would do. I'd be very depressed. I'd be more depressed. So, Ed, Ed the First, I've authored humor books on dogs and cats. I'd love to send out, put a link up here so we can check it out. That's great. Yes, online meet and greet, a Patreon, patron-only show. Yes, we got to do that. Maybe I got to do that soon. We'll, we'll pick a day. Maybe I'll ask the patrons on the patron site what a good day would be for most people, and we'll pick something, and we'll do it. Why not, right? Why not? All right, let's get back to work bashing Republicans, because we're, we're all running, on li we're running our limited lifespan down, and we have to battle these fascists before it's too late. So one thing I saw yesterday, many things obviously are going on in this world. As we were, were in the break, I, I went on Twitter just to see what was going on besides looking at Trump's fake followers. But there's racist Deborah Messing is now trending. Apparently she said something about the, that she didn't understand how black people could vote for Trump, that, that, that anyone who's black who votes for Trump is mentally ill, and 
I have no problem with that. I, I say the same thing about gay people. How can a gay person vote for the Republican Party? Um, most people with eyes can, can understand that. That's why I've discussed the gay people that I know. I, I am gay, but I, friends of mine, I've, throughout my life, I've known people who are gay and who have voted Republican, and it's baffling to me. There is, there, it does take a bit of cognitive dissonance and uh, denial. It also takes denial, because I'm, I'm speaking of this one woman in particular who she's a right-winger, but, and I worked with her at, uh, at Court TV, basically, whatever. And that was, that, that Court TV went, went under, went out of business, right? It became True TV. And let me see. Maybe I have, have the Deborah Messing thing. We don't go after people because we don't like who they voted for. The, this is today. Whoopi Goldberg jumps in on Deborah Messing versus Trump. She says, call for Trump fundraiser names is like a blacklist. Whoopi Goldberg harkened back to anti-communist Red Scare as she criticized Deborah Messing and Eric McCormick on The View this week for pushing for the release of names of people attending a fundraiser for President Donald Trump. I mean, all right. I see what Whoopi Goldberg is saying, but we're talking about, is, is it a blacklist against, uh, it's, is that the same thing? Because what the anti-communist, the Red Scare was, uh, was bullshit. This was the power structure trying to silence, the, I, I mean, there, was, there weren't um, communists running around. But we have literal fascists running around. We have climate deniers running around. We have NRA uh, sycophants running around. We have Russian bots and, and uh, Russian assets running around. We have people who are filthy, kiss-up, kick-down, homophobic, racist liars running around in, in seats of power that received fewer votes. So we want to know who's on the list of Trump fundraisers. Yeah, we do. I want to know. If you don't, what, is that a blacklist? So if, you're, if you believe so much in what they're doing, then put your fucking face on it. And if it's so uh, abhorrent to humanity, then look at yourself. Then maybe it's a good thing to have the names of people on this list because then we would, if they had any influence in changing the direction of the fascist right-wing party that is literally destroying the life on the planet, that is creating an inhabitable, I can't always say this word wrong, in, oh, uh, you know, the, a planet that we can't live on, you know what I mean? So if that is, um, if you're, if you believe so much in that, then own it. Why would you be ashamed? I'm not ashamed that I give money to Bernie Sanders. I don't. Uh, so put that, publish it. But Bernie Sanders isn't denying climate change. He's not in bed with the NRA. He's not allowing babies to be shot in the effing face in the name of freedom. I don't know about this, Whoopi. I think that Whoopi's living in her little ivory tower that she is not really getting a, a, a grip. Maybe she's trapped in the old mindset that, that, uh, of Joe Biden, like we can work with these people. We can reach across the aisle against for, uh, to, to uh, find common ground with people who don't even believe in science, whose only motivation is greed. 
Greed is the only value that they ever consider. Selfishness, self-serving, you know, leaving people behind, leaving people uh, at, at, at the whims of banksters and grifters with all the power. Give me a break, Whoopi. Pick your battles. You know what I mean? So they're so now they're tweeting racist Deborah Messing. Anyway, so I was talking about this person that I knew that I still know who's a gay Republican, but then she, um, what do you call it? Um, you know, got laid off at, at at Court TV as everybody did, but she was able to have health insurance and unemployment insurance and all the things that enabled her to get from that hard time in her life to set herself up for another opportunity without having to fall through the cracks and uh you know thank you thanks to republicans i mean thanks to democrats and we would remind her all the time about oh well you know but thank you uh ted kennedy for cobra because it was ted kennedy who championed cobra and that allows you to have health care now but not that, I mean, honestly, Cobra's expensive, and it's, but the fact is, w- there would be, you wouldn't have anything without it, and it's, the, the problem is for-profit healthcare, that is the problem, it's not Cobra, it's the fact that we even need a effing Cobra, that's bullshit, but that's Republicans, they don't have the manners or maturity to simply say thank you, they want to uh, there's some kind of denial. It, it is kind of a mental illness. And one of the things, so as I was preparing for the show, I was thinking, what are we going to talk about? I'm just moving the cat here. Here, look, let me show you. Let me show you what I'm dealing with. Hold on. <laughs> you see what I have to, what happens? This is basically how I have to live. He's, I love my cat, my little Tara Jr. Jr. But it does, sometimes you want your lap, you know what I mean? You want to be able to move. I, I feel like I have this 18-pound little, he's like a baby. He's a baby They got to carry around. Right, little one? Right? Say something. <laughs> Say something. Say it into the, into the mic. Say <laughs> All right. I feel bad for the cat in this graveyard. You know, there's this cat in the graveyard I was trying to help. He ends up, he's basically a, he's a, he's a feral, very feral. He's been living in the graveyard for about three years. He does have an ear clip. And this woman, Carol, is feeding him every single day, rain or shine, she goes to feed this poor little creature. And there are, there are a few other cats in the graveyard, and they were all fixed. The good news is the guys who live in, who, the guys who work in the graveyard like the cats, and they take care of them, and they enjoy their company. But, and they were all fixed. But some asshole, some waste of human DNA, dumped a pregnant cat off, and now we, there are kittens in the graveyard and uh and the mother so they're trying to capture it capture the kittens and capture the mom and fix the mom and i mean people just suck right fucking republicans bet you that was a trump voter 
Oh, here. Here's a graveyard. Oh, yeah. Just how do you open a door with an animal, a pregnant animal on top of it, and kick it out into a graveyard and drive away? What kind of shitty... Well, that was that's like a Trump would do that. You know what I mean? What do they add to the to life? There are things you can do. There are other there are agencies you can bring. You can't take the animal. Take it to the fucking North Shore Animal League or something. You don't dump it into the into a graveyard. Ugh, this is what we're dealing with, humans. All right. So we're but we're normal. We're normal people. And so there we go. All right. Let me. What was I gonna say? The other okay. So when I was thinking about what I'm going to. Uh, talk about it's like okay conservatism so i and throughout the years i've kept a an ongoing list of articles that i've come across about conservatism as a form of insanity there's been numerous studies for instance and of course republicans are very upset about this because they can't handle it they think it's they're being picked on but we, they know, you, if you, they, they could tell, okay, so they've done studies on children, and they could tell uh, years later how these children would develop as liberals or conservatives, depending on their, their IQ and different behaviors. So let's, let me read this article. This is from 2010. Liberalism and, and uh, atheism and male sexual exclusivity linked to IQ. Political, poli- uh, political, religious, and sexual behaviors may be reflections of intelligence, a new study finds. Evolutionally, this is from CNN, but evolutionally psycho- psychiatrist, so I can't pronounce this name, Satoshi Kanawaza, Kanazawa, that's not too bad, Satoshi Kanazawa, at the London School of Economics and Political Science, correlated data on these behaviors with IQ from a large national U.S. sample and found that, on average, people who identified as liberal and atheist had higher IQs. These applied also to sexual exclusivity in men, but not in women. So, the findings will be published in a March 2010 issue of so- Social Psychology Quarterly. The IQ differences, while statistically significant are not stunning on the order of 6 to 10 uh, to 11 points. And the data should not be used to stereotype or make assumptions, experts say. But they show how certain patterns of identifying with particular ideologies develop and how people's behaviors come to be. So I'm not going to read the whole thing. But uh, what happens is the of course, Republicans go nuts. That it's the same thing that they that happened when the uh, the Justice Department was compiling data on gun nuts in the country and right wing terrorists. Then that's what they are. So um, they don't want to the, they don't want to know the truth because they I mean it's the the truth will set you free my friend, but it will, I guess, piss you off if you can't handle it. They're, um, they're supposed to be the party of personal responsibility. Well, get a mirror, honey. Look in the effing mirror. You want to take responsibility? Take responsibility. I'm not um, saying, you know, I say to myself, because I've, as somebody in recovery, that's how you get better. 
That's how, when stuff isn't working, you take responsibility. You look in the mirror. You take an inventory. What's working and what's not working? Not Republicans, not conservatives. So this is another article about the, uh, the study. So it says, conservatives and liberals don't seem to agree about much, but they might not agree about... And they might not agree about a recent study linking conservatism to low intelligence and low effort thinking. This is from the Huffington Post in 2012. As the Huffington Post reported in February, a study published in the Journal of Psychological Science showed that children who score low on intelligence tests gravitate towards socially conservative political views in adulthood, perhaps because Conservative ideologies stress structure and order that make it easier to understand a complicated world. That's what it is. They, that's why they, uh, they gravitate towards the authoritarian daddy who will save them from all the scary others who don't know their place. And it's the same thing I saw at that Minds event, which devolved into nothing but bashing the, the uh, political underdog du jour. You know what I mean? It was Muslims in this in this instance, but any other time it would be some other it would be some other group. They don't want to know the reality. Uh, they want they, because the fact is, as we stand, yes, you know, I, I'm not into any political, I mean, uh, religious ideology in general that preaches hierarchy, division. And that includes Catholicism. That includes Christianity. There are different sects of uh, Muslim, of Islam, of Christianity, of Judaism. Some more radical than than the next. Even here in New York, so you would say that Jew. The uh, there are many sects of uh, Jewish of the Jewish religion that are quite progressive, where you have female rabbis and whatnot. But there are also very regressive. Um, sects of Judaism where, in fact, here in New York in Brooklyn, they had, I mean we, we don't stand for this shit, they had these the Jewish community the Hasidic community in Williamsburg were putting up signs that said, uh, like, precious Jewish daughter please, st- um, I can't remember, um, step across the street when a man approach- approaches and uh, ma- basically they were uh, they 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 kind of presented it as if they're, you know, they always do though. They present, oh, you're you have an elevated status. We we love you so much. You're precious and you're 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 sacred. But that's why we must suppress and keep you down. So precious Jewish daughter, please cross the street when a man approaches. Like you're supposed to step out of the out of the way for a man. You know what I mean? So let me. I'm trying to find this article. Wait, press Jewish daughter. So the the city of New York was like, "F this." Let me see, Williams. So um, that's all. All of these religious, um, you know, religions of the book, so to speak, have problems. Yeah. Here it is. If we let's see, if we are to judge what is Jewish by what oh, this is a this is someone's per, personal blog called Jewish Women Amplified. Let me see. Let me see if I can find a more a more whatever. Oh, here's from Gawker. 
Yes. Precious Jew Jewish daughter, move aside for men. Signs have been springing up recently around the Hasidic neighborhoods in Williamsburg, Br Brooklyn, bearing the Yiddish decree that translates, Precious Jewish daughters, please move over to the side when you see a man approach. Sixteen signs have been taken down by maintenance workers because they were illegally nailed to trees. The signs feature no other designations, but the Brooklyn paper cites that uh, cite sources who claim that they're part of an ongoing campaign by a rabbinical group who have posted s several other modesty decrees, including one from the last summer forbidding women from wearing tank tops. Like, fuck you. You know what I mean? It's always about women. Men putting women in their place. And in... The, in Williamsburg, there are, were public buses that, that were shut down by the city of New York that had signs on the bus saying women get to the back of the bus. Like, fuck you. You know what I mean? So it's not, it's not just Muslims. And I'm, I can find, as far as Christianity, there's, I don't appreciate, uh, this is why I don't practice Christianity. I, I, I uh, in my heart, I know from when I was a child, I, w I have always been a Buddhist. I just believe in that ideology. I believe in Buddhism. It's, it feels like common sense to me. You know what I mean? I don't believe some uh, priest has any, um, you know, that ha has the key to my enlightenment. So um, anyway, uh, Catholicism, the fact that women can't be priests it may not be as uh, overtly misogynist. It is, but that's misogyny right there. They're not making women work, work, wear, wear burkas. I don't, I'm not all into the burka either, that whole burka thing. That is, I find that offensive as a, as a woman, as a human being. You don't put people, you don't symbolically annihilate them by putting them in, by, uh, in these uh, sacks. That is, that's, is, that's symbolic annihilation. That is how you oppress people and make them invisible. Uh, that's you justify not giving people a seat at the table. That's, that is an, a crime against humanity, as far as I'm concerned, not a religious imperative. But it goes across the board. So not, I know Muslim people. I know, uh, personally, I know people who, are, who practice uh, Islam and whatever. I don't know. They were always correct to me how I say Muslim. I'm, I may not be saying it right right now, but I, they're normal people. They're just human beings. So it's, there are different levels of fanaticism. As we know, there are Christians who are crazy, and then you have normal people who actually believe in the teachings of Jesus Christ. I have a friend who I grew up with. He's now a, he's a gay person. He's always been gay. And he, uh, even when we were kids, he was gay. He was gay before we all knew we, we were all gay. And he's a um, Methodist priest right now. And he preaches and he uh, espouses the actual teachings of Jesus Christ, not some uh, gay bashing, you know, bastardization of him, of whatever, this, this ancient Jewish socialist hippie that uh, that warned the rich of their greed and and uh, you know healed the sick and visited people in prison and hung out with prostitutes. So, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Speaking of Jesus Christ. So anyway, but so but they want to constantly conflate the worst aspects of uh, 
of anything to prove their point instead of enlightening, uh, um, you know, enlightening their, those who follow them. They want to tickle the fear. And what I noticed in this Minds event was that that's what they were doing. They're, it's all about fear. And so, um, you know, as they're, when they're beating down on Muslims and so anyway, uh, the whole thing with what's going on. So now we had another shooting, right? So the, and I don't know if you guys saw that on Twitter, Megan McCain was trending again because she's stupid. She said something stupid again. And here we go again here. She's another one who gets a platform she gets a, I mean, she's the friggin' poster child for nepotism. What has she ever done? She wrote a book. I think it was called Crazy Sexy Politics or something like that. Sexy Politics. I'm trying to look it up. Wait. What was, oh, Dirty Sexy Politics. Get the fuck out of here, honey. I mean, she, this is, talk about. Uh, someone who is stupid, right? Who doesn't know it's that's the, that's she when I look at Megan McCain and I hear her, I it is the definition of sophomoric. It is which means wise fool. That's what a sophomore is. It's you have a little bit of knowledge and you don't know you really don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And she's the only reason she ever had a book deal is because her father is John McCain. So she's the poster child for nepotism who, born on third base, thinking she had a triple, who is a trust fund brat who whines about other people having health care and a living wage. I can't stand these people. I really can't. And I know in my heart, there, it's, it depends on, the, on, your, on your heart, right? If I was rich, if my father was a rich person instead of a garbage man and my mother, whatever, was, a, was rich instead of a nun, I would have, I would still feel the same way. I would not be a selfish little, little uh, whiner who thinks um, that, uh, who has a little bit of knowledge, who thinks that she deserves everything that's been handed to her by the mere fact that she was born with a trust fund. I mean, that's, uh, this is the system that the founders fought a revolution to escape. You know what I mean? So um, that we, don't, we didn't have to endure the, the, the tedium of being lorded over by our betters by simply because they, were, they uh, won the lottery in the Lucky Sperm Club. <sighs> and so she's constantly saying stupid things. And let me get this clip out here. Because uh, now we, cause we've had another shooting, of course, where a, a child... A little baby was shot in the fucking face. I mean, how do you continue to defend yourselves, Republican, when an infant, it's bad enough, children, toddlers were mowed to pieces at Sandy Hook. Now we had a baby shot in the face. Disgusting. I hope I have this thing. Oh, here's here's Megan McCain on her on guns. She says that violence is gonna break out if people have their guns taken away. Which uh, okay. Let's check on the panel that spent most of her break shooting. 
I look forward to talking about this. Um, I want to say first and foremost, I actually think in media there should be a person the way you assign beats in journalism. I actually think there should be a gun beat because there's a lot of people on TV talking about guns that clearly have never shot a gun, don't know the difference between a semi-assault rifle and assault rifle. Uh, Vice President Biden, as you were saying, he actually said that he wants to uh, have a complete and total assault weapons ban. Mm -hmm. The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives doesn't even define the term assault weapon, so that could basically mean any gun other than, I guess, a musket mm -hmm. in, in any way. So, What is her fucking problem? And she's speaking like a mile a minute, too. Wait, I'm just going to rewind this a little bit. Weapon, so that could basically mean any gun other than... I so she's her problem is ha people taking her her assault rifle away and we shouldn't have the right to say anything because we haven't shot an assault rifle to, uh, have a complete and total assault weapons ban mm -hmm. the bureau of alcohol tobacco firearms and explosives doesn't even define the term assault weapon so that could basically mean any gun other than i guess a musket mm -hmm. in, in any way oh. so i think people need to start getting really specific beta or work wants to have a, a complete and total I, I call it gun grabbing but he wants to have a mandatory gun buyback the government didn't own the guns to begin with how do you think you're going to come to somebody's house and what are you going to pay it just doesn't seem like that's um, rational they did it in Australia, you dumb bitch. The government didn't own the guns to begin with, so because they call it buyback. No, they well, it's you're you're splitting hairs, dumb bitch. It's you'll have an incentive to turn in your your filthy weapon of war. I don't know why she didn't join the National Guard. She wants to play with an assault rifle. Go join the. I mean, obviously she would have to go through the PT test, and and it would be iffy. So, but. You don't get to uh, shoot your gun uh, and shoot babies in the street. That's, that's not the definition of freedom. This is why Republicans are, this, they don't bring anything to the table. I mean, just because she wants to spend her free time shooting an assault weapon. So we got to worry about going to the movies or going out for shopping or whatever it may be. Uh, and having our baby shot in the face so Megan McCain can feel like she's got freedom? Dumb bitch. So for Australia. someone like me, I also want to say, you're talking about the NRA. As someone who's a lifetime member, there's actually a lot of controversy going on in the NRA, the way the money is being spent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, who cares? Because NRA is a, is a money laundering operation for the Russian oligarchs who pull the strings of the Republican Party. This guy's wife apparently used some of the funding for her to travel with her hair and makeup team. So again, as right. someone who's been a proud NRA member and has given a lot of money, I have a lot of problems with the way the money is oh. being allocated at the moment. Well, how good of you. Wait, I'm just, I just... Uh, many other candidates to be. Whenever there has been any movement on guns, mm -hmm. like under Clinton, there was, he enacted the federal assault weapons ban in 1990. Wait, hold on. I think I missed it. It doesn't matter. He used some of the funding for her to travel with her hair and makeup team. Mm -hmm. So again, right. as someone who's been a proud NRA member and has given a lot of money, I have a lot of problems with the way the money is being allocated. You do? At the I and have a lot of... A okay, whatever. I, I don't want to sit through another five minutes of that. I'm sure you don't either. She gets to the point where she says... There will be violence if guns are taken away, which it doesn't make any sense. There's already violence, honey. There's babies being shot in the face. I wonder how she would feel if her baby was shot in the face. Would she scream, freedom? Right? Oh, well, take a freedom bullet, honey.
And then, so another uh, asshole. This happened earlier. Where is this? Oh, Tucker Carlson. <laughs> I don't know why I can't say Carlson, but he's that quizzical, dumb, dumb fuck look on his face is enough to want to make me want to vomit. But he he says that there's going to be a civil war if normal people want to live in a society not awash with assault weapons. Anyone who possesses one is now a felon, and we're taking them away. Beto O'Rourke obviously is, is a footnote in a, in a completely mediocre, Oops. irrelevant character. Sorry, but it's not simply Beto. That's the tape that we played. Elizabeth Warren, who seems likely to be the nominee of the Democratic Party, much more likely than Joe Biden, in my opinion, has yep. also called for gun confiscation. So this is what you're calling for is civil war. What you're calling for <laughs> is an, an incitement to violence. Is something well, that I wouldn't want to live here when that happened, would gun you? Gun confiscation. To be, to be clear, I'm not calling for that. I would support confiscation only in the context of red flag laws, and I think okay. that's what we need to talk about. But that's not I, what they're saying. Hold on. That's not what they're saying. What you're saying is, and we can debate this, and it's a real debate, if someone seems dangerous, do we have to convict him before taking his guns away? I think that's a legitimate debate, but I don't think what you're saying is insane. What Elizabeth Warren is saying is that these kinds of firearms are now illegal. Anyone who possesses one is now a felon, and we're taking them away. Well, good. Let me just get to the end. That should be between the doctor oh, and the patient. Oh, but she shouldn't be Blowing allowed to do it yourself. Oh, I get it. Oh, wait. Oh, no. He's talking about suicide. Let me rewind this. people are killed every single day by guns. Seven kids are killed every day. Are you against suicide now? 50 women are killed every month really? by their partners. Because I thought the left supported a suicide. See, now, the left supports suicide? This is what he's saying. No, I guess on some, some people say that here's a, I mean, I hate Republicans. My God. I really can't stand them the way that they twist everything. So if you support physician-assisted suicide, and studies have shown when people are at the end of their lives and they are allowed to, like you do for your animal, have a peaceful crossing on their own terms, they, they, they don't, they, just having that on their, just having that in there uh, as an option, they, they actually live longer. So they're gonna li they'll 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 keep it to for the last possible moment. But it's not up to us, you know. Not that it's not everybody is just clamoring for a physician assisted suicide. These are people that are suffering with terminal illnesses. It's not like I'm depressed. Let me commit suicide, doc. That's not how it works. But of course, the Republicans who are all about freedom don't want you to have the freedom to make your own choices in life. So, you know, I guess because of the sky spook, but it's not about that. It's really about them, uh, you know, having control over you They're, because they are full of shit. Last time I checked, like in the state of Maine, for example, the left has now made physician-assisted suicide legal. The left pushed that. I'm opposed to it. So, okay, we, if you're... For physician-assisted suicide, you should also allow assault weapons on the street. This is a, see what I'm saying? It makes absolutely no sense, zero, and it all—it's all a distraction to to uh, keep us off the you know to wait until it all blows over so they can go back to taking their NRA bribes in, pre in peace. 
But so how can so you four against suicide? I'm kind of losing track. Yeah, how is this? How is it that you're you're against assault weapons on in this on uh, in civilian hands? How did this devolve into a conversation about are you for suicide? When you have a gun in the home, the suicide rate goes up. That's the the case. If you're against suicide, Republicans, you should be for gun control. Against suicide, but I think oh. physician-assisted suicide is something that should be between the doctor oh, and the patient. Oh, but you shouldn't be allowed to do it yourself. Oh, I get it. Yeah, oh, honey, I wish somebody, I mean, honestly, I wish. Tucker, if you want to commit suicide, go ahead. Make the world a better place. Take one for the team. My God. You got to take my guns away because of suicide, but meanwhile, you're making suicide legal. But to be clear, Tucker. Yeah, um, it's a little different than blowing your head off with an assault weapon. And in fact, if people are depressed, this is what it's not. You're not getting physician assisted suicide for depressed people. That's not how it works. You fucking tedious Swanson air. I, 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 you know, fake populist moron, fascist dupe freak kiss up, kick down oligarch monster. I hate these people. I mean, this is a person who had everything handed to him, just like Meghan McCain, the heir to the Swanson fortune. Every hungry man dinner you ate in front of your TV went to this asshole's fortune to sit there in his ivory tower to pretend he's a populist so he can continue to uh, 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 destroy democracy and do the bidding of, uh, you know, those who are funneling money into his pockets. There's never enough for these motherfuckers. And he gives a shit. He's against suicide. Uh, no one is um, giving people with physician-assisted suicide. They're not handing them an assault weapon. You know what I mean? But they're conflating two entirely different subjects. I hate them. If, so if you're not for suicide, the fact is what happens is that if, if there's a gun in the home and someone is suffering from depression, they make a snap judgment and they shoot themselves and it's too late to come to your senses. It's not how it happens with physician-assisted suicide. You're not, you can't go into a doctor's office and say, hey, doc, I'm depressed. Give me a gun. It's not how it works, you fucking moron, you filthy, disgusting, greed-centered ghoul. Ghosts of the Gilded Age. I hate these people. The Swanson heir. He's, it's not enough for the Swanson heir. He's got to turn society into a cesspool. It's not enough for him to sit in his ivory tower and count his money, you know, and order up a couple of prostitutes to suck his balls, right? That's, it's not enough for him to have everything handed to him. He's got to destroy democracy he's got to hurt people he's got to has to sit in his ivory tower and make sure that the american people are divided against each other and fighting over bullshit like this suicide argument it has nothing to do with the fucking argument about getting assault weapons off the street god i don't want to take the bs is just too much all right yeah the I, bs I think people who are mentally unstable should not have access to guns, and I think if okay. we have fewer assault weapons there. on the Yeah, I agree with you. Okay, whatever. I hate these people. And, and because they're, they're disingenuous. That's what it is. They don't give a shit about anybody who commits suicide or, or, or anything or wants to live another day. They don't care. These are people that throw a party 
when they when they vote to kick millions off health care. They have an effing party to, to, to congratulate each other. Really, message to all the prostitutes. Do not listen to what Tara just said. But you know what? That's what he does. You know what I mean? He, 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 they, we're all just living in their world. It's their world. We're, we're all just pawns. It's like Trump and, the, and all his porn stars. They just want to put their small, smaller than average, tiny Mario Kart penis into whatever. It's not about the woman or having a connection with someone or falling in love or having that deep human connection that you, that you, you have when you love someone. It's not about that. There, It's really just about them, I don't know, feeling like a, I don't know what they feel. I really don't. They, a lot of them don't feel. That's the problem. I have, you got to wonder, really. You have everything handed to you and it's just, it's not enough. It's never enough. You got to, got to have more, more and more and more. Got to ensure that old, that old people are splitting their medicine in half or don't have a dignified retirement or whatever it may be or or just can't go to the store without wondering is there an escape route here do i have my i have my baby here is my baby gonna be shot with an assault weapon all right jared jr get down (laughs) oh my god Somebody please remind me or tell me or whatever. Has there ever been a Republican that made the world a better place? In my lifetime, at least. What have they ever brought to the table? Lies, division, hate, stupidity, ignorance. I mean, they don't elevate society. They, They give their followers nothing but excuses to remain ignorant assholes they that's what they think is the american birthright to be a douchebag to never learn to never evolve that be as stupid as you want to be trigger this is the other thing that i can't stand about republicans besides everything else is that their whole triggering the libs or trigger you or laughing at you to be triggered what are you fucking triggering Oh, you're triggered. And if that is your motivation, it goes to show you how unfit you are. You're not a patriot. Patriots don't go around saying, oh, look at me. You know, great. I triggered my fellow Americans today. For what fucking reason? You know what I mean? It's uh, so, um, look, I really showed them then you're not a patriot, asshole, because a patriot wants a functioning society and wants to get along with their fellows. Being in a, in a functioning society meaning, means that we all, we're in this together. That's what a, a patriot understands that. They don't, they don't act like an asshole. They don't come into this society and bring nothing to the table but bullshit, lies, stupidity, the... Uh, disdain for your fellows um i mean i could go on they're just they don't enhance anything they go it goes to show you how much they hate this country 
if that's that's what you're doing, if that's the work of somebody who's a terrorist. You know what I mean? A terrorist wants to come into society and trigger people and get a rise out of people and make them upset and uncomfortable and mock them. Oh, triggering the libs. Really? While we're here, what are we doing? That's how you know we're on the right side of humanity and that we will win. I always say that. If, uh, because we're not, we're not working to trigger the conservatives. We're trying to give these idiots health care. We're trying to ensure that, that they have a dignified retirement. That when they go to work, they get a living wage in decent working conditions. And that if they, 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 they can uh, collectively bargain for a decent middle-class life. That when they drink out of the faucet, they, they don't have some kind of disease because it's not regulated and corporations are pouring shit into our commons. All right, Junior, sit down. Why does he do this? Sit down. I love him, but you know what I'm saying? But that's what I'm saying. It's like um, if, that, if that's how you know that they're, they bring nothing to the table. They're not patriots. They're full of shit. Like everything else they say. And, uh, you know, they're hugging the flag, raping the flag, jerking off into the flag, whatever. They could, they could do that all day long. But you're not a patriot if that's, your, that's what you do. That is your agenda. Oh, look, I really got those libs. Uh, how did you get us? I was on this uh, when I was grabbing the video of Meghan McCain, right? That I, it was, I grabbed it off of YouTube, and um, I usually keep the Twitter, not the Twitter, the YouTube chat closed because I don't like getting sucked into things when I'm in the process of uh, trying to get the show on the air, right? But, so I had the, but the, the chat was open, and I went into it, and I just started uh, chatting with, there were, there were a relatively uh, decent amount of normal people, in the chat, but there were also a few Trump on the loose in there. And, um, but I noticed it's like, I, 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 I kind of watch and study them like Jane Goodall studied the apes. You know what I mean? But they were bringing nothing to the table. All they did was post in all caps, Trump make America great. And then a couple of, uh, comments down Trump 2020, keep America great. And then it was MAGA, K-A-G, right? So that's all they were. It's like you're, um, and then you're calling me a triggered lib when all you're doing is acting like a child, typing in all caps the, the commands of your con man oligarch master? I mean, he's not even an oligarch. This is a con man. He, he wish he was a con man. I mean, he wish he was an oligarch. Maybe he is now because he ha is a grifter. He's the number one grifter. The, but the entire Republican Party are filled with grifters. You know what I mean? It, they really are. That's why one of the people at the, at the Minds event, this Andy Ngo guy, who is, a, who, who is a grifter, he got hit with a milkshake and said he has brain damage. This is how much they, they don't have any shame, the Republicans you know what I mean? If somebody hit me with a milkshake at a protest, I'd go on with my day. I wouldn't say, oh, I'm going to get this. Let me show them. I'm going to show I'm going to tell everybody I have brain damage and I'm going to get on Fox News and hype it up 
until I have half a mi- uh, quarter of a million dollars in my pocket. What if, you know what I mean? You, I have a little bit of uh, dignity. I'm not a fucking liar. But this is who they are. But they're all grifters. They're all out for some kind of angle. You know what I mean? It, it really, that's what it is. They're looking for an angle to enrich themselves. And conservatism is, that's the angle. The, and what is conservatism? It's, when it comes down to it, it's racism. Us against them. Brown people. They're coming to get you. They're coming to take you what you have. You Take your privilege. Take your, uh, make America whatever the fuck um, into a multicultural nightmare. You know what? I have news for these right-wing fascists. That's what, ma- what makes America great is the fact that we are a nation of immigrants. That, that, that is how it's really people have understood throughout our history. You know, no country has welcomed more immigrants for so many centuries than any other country on earth. That's the way it is. But it's because of how we were founded. Because we committed genocide against the indigenous people and we, uh, you know, had a lot of, had a lot of room to fill. So, but the, uh, the, the people that we attract, that, that's what made America great. Because nobody picks up, you don't just pick up and, uh, and leave where you were born. The, the people who do that are, those are the go-getters. Those are the, the, the ones with initiative. That's what, um, I mean, and studies have shown that. So, you know, these are the kind of people we want in our country. That's what makes America great. But not to these assholes. So, let me see. Grifter. I'm looking up Andy Nero again. But that's, um, you know, this is who they are. They don't, they don't care. Like, they're all grifters. Mitch McConnell is a grifter. John McCain was a fucking grifter. I don't give a shit. Now he's like, oh, they look back because he wasn't exactly as... Uh, ugly. Uh, oh, because he told um, somebody in, in his audience that Barack Obama wasn't um, a Muslim. He was a good person, right? <laughs> he was a good, decent family man, like uh, Muslims won't, can't be, I guess. But it, it, we all hearken back to that time of, uh, remember when John McCain said that Muslims, that Barack Obama was a good family man, now he wasn't a Muslim, but the, as if that was some kind of great moment in American history. But that's how far we've fallen. But this is, they're all out for, that's what they are. They're grifters. They're all out for an angle. I mean, Trump is the ultimate grifter. That's the really the only thing we can say to, you know, uh, I mean, as a compliment to him, is that, yeah, he's a he's a goddamn epic grifter who he grifted his way into the highest executive office in the land. And it, but it's not a statement on on how what a genius this asshole is. What it says is how how much this country is uh, on the ropes, and how we need to, what what we need to shore up, what needs to be fixed in order to prevent this from happening again. Uh, I mean, we have a lot of, uh, we got a lot of work to do. And honestly, you know, I mean, I don't want to get into it again, but we're, uh, we ain't getting there with Joe Biden. All right. 
We need, or Amy Klobuchar. I'm sorry. We need somebody that actually understands the problem and that can bring us back to normal. You know, it's not so far left to, to understand that we are the least upwardly mobile with the widest income gap of all industrialized nations. And that 30 years ago, that was the exact opposite. So there's a problem there. So, oh boy. Anyway, I wonder if, how many, how many uh, gun massacres there were today. Was there any other gun massacres happening? Yeah, so now, so this is how, and proving what I was just saying about how Republicans are grifters, this whole racist Deborah Messing hashtag, that's them trying to own or take the mantle of the oppressed. Do you know what I mean? To, to take what is, an, what is a legitimate criticism of them and turn it around. And fascists do that. that. That is one of their hallmarks. They will happily own the mantle of the oppressed. And if you look at, uh, at history and in, uh, in the history of uh, the rise of the Third Reich, that's, they constantly, consistently presented themselves as the underdog who was being oppressed, the victimized. That, uh, I mean, Republicans are, I mean, and right-wingers in general, Republicans follow that game plan, the, all fascists do. They will, they own, they try to own the mantle of the underdog while being the one who's oppressing. It's sort of like um, even Mike Pence with the, with the Christians, how Christians are so oppressed, apparently. The, how, I, I don't know how they can handle it being only 79% of the population, but yet they're always under attack. And that's the Republican Party. In, in, gen- in general, and uh, but that's what the Nazis did too. So they were always under attack. And this, here we go, racist Deborah Messing. Don't say the truth. Now let's all discuss racist Deborah Messing rather than the what what is behind what she said. Is there any truth to what she said? That well, how can black people vote for Republicans? We can't let that truth get out. You know what I mean? So let's all attack the messenger with this hashtag. But that's the Republican way. They n- never put up a, a mirror in front of them to look at themselves. So it's unbelievable, though. It never stops. I, and, but here's the thing, though. This is why we can't. Um, we can't, here's the thing, like with, uh, with the, with the Democratic Party and who people like, who want to say, let's work across the aisle with these people. Well, how can we work across the aisle with people who rig and gerrymander and receive fewer votes yet act like they have a mandate to destroy democracy and inflict fascism on us? And uh, no, no one has a, They don't have a mandate for this shit. They don't have a mandate to consistently allow the country to be awash with assault weapons. This is it's bullshit. So how are you going to reach across the aisle with this when you're up against people who don't give a shit about democracy, who receive fewer votes and don't care? The their agenda is entrenching power, and and making sure that we, the people, don't have the power to do anything about it. 
Oh, yes. There are victims. It's the professional victimitis. Like, they give a shit about, I mean, now, if, about racist Deborah Messing, quote unquote. If Deborah Messing said something that was actually racist, let's say, like she said, why don't black people take care of their own or pull themselves up by their bootstraps and, you know, or whatever bullshit the right wing are constantly spewing, some bullshit lie. Like, oh, if blacks would only do something about their welfare queens, regardless of the fact that statistically, as a, as a race, when there is no race, honestly, they were just the human race, but blacks and whites, statistically, white people are on welfare in higher numbers, not just because there are more white people, but I'm talking as a percentage than black people or immigrants or whatever, you know, because immigrants, there are, there are, um, barriers to welfare, not that they, and, uh, you know, immigrants don't take welfare as much as white people, but it doesn't matter. They earned it, right? Quote, unquote. They believe that they deserve it, quote, unquote. So it doesn't matter if, let's say, if Deborah Messing actually said something racist, you know, these Republicans will be rallying to her defense. So to use the, quote, racist Deborah Messing hashtag against her is, is just another day in the life of this tedious right-wing fascist monstrosity that is, that is uh, you know, uh, inflicting itself on us despite being in the minority. We can never forget that we are the majority. We, the normal people. They have a platform. They, they, have, they have entrenched power illegitimately. And we have to constantly harp on that. This is another thing that bothers me about Democrats, why they don't constantly remind the American people that the Republican Party is in the minority all over the country. They represent the minority of, of Americans. They receive fewer votes, yet remain in the majority in the Senate. They receive fewer votes, yet remain, the, the, remain in the executive office. They don't have a mandate to pull this shit on us. For, uh, so we need to get our shit together and, uh, before it's too late. Yeah, they cheat. Ed, you're right. All right, so I see the time. We only have like a minute left, so I want to thank everyone for hanging out. Maybe I'll do this tomorrow. I have some time this week, obviously. I'm trying to, when I have time, to do as many shows as I can to get, you know, get build an audience and get everyone into maybe uh, helping us achieve the goal of having a daily show one day. All right. And as I always say, we stick together. We win. And we will win. My name is Tara Devil. I want to thank you for hanging out every day. Please become a patron. Buy some merch. You know, do all that stuff. Give the show a review on iTunes. A good review. Subscribe to the feed. Subscribe to the YouTube feed. Share it with your friends. Thank you for participating. It wouldn't be any fun without you. I love seeing all the chats come in and... And uh, it's hard. To, I, I it's hard to keep track. So there we are. We're on Facebook as well as YouTube. But I basically am in the YouTube chat. So if you're on Facebook, consider coming over to YouTube at the RDT Daily YouTube channel to participate in the chat. And also, 
Now, you get to go to Bob Kincaid's show at headon.live and hang out with him for a few hours. My name is Tara Devlin. I hope to see you tomorrow at this point. If all goes well, you'll see me then. Otherwise, I'll see you Saturday from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern. But other than that, please stay safe. We stick together. We win. I'll see you later.